Welcome to Two Sides to the Story with Ted and Lori. I'm Ted Zaleski. And I'm Lori Hearsetter. In our last episode, we did part one of Ted's Excellent Adventure, which was his trip to Asheville, North Carolina for a little vacation and, of course, good book hunting. So if you haven't already, you'll want to listen to that show. They don't have to be in order, so feel free to continue on with this one, but backtrack one to the Asheville episode titled Ted's Excellent Adventure Part One. So, Ted, you went other places besides Asheville, and there are three towns with three bookstores that you visited. And not only did you visit these bookstores, but you interviewed someone at each of those stores. So I'm going to first say way to go. Because I've done some good book hunting on my own, and I've had conversations with folks, but I did not do a as thorough a job of getting time with each of the bookstores and their personnel, whether it was an owner or a bookseller. Um, you, You made a point of getting conversations recorded. So I commend that. I really enjoyed listening. I know our listeners are going to enjoy it too. So what would you like to tell us um, as we set up playing a couple of the recordings from the interviews that you took while you were there? Well, first, if you haven't been with us from the beginning, you can go back and listen to the 36 episodes (laughs) that preceded this. There are quite a few. And I believe it can be done in about 26 hours now. So, you know, one big binge listening and and you're there. Now, the um, episode that we're about to do, I did leave, I stayed stayed in Asheville. I left Asheville, went to go to some other places to find bookstores. And, um, yeah, Lori talked about the interviews I got. None of these were prearranged. In all three cases, I walked in and basically said, hey, want to talk to me? <laughs> of course we do. You're with two sides <laughs> of the story. We, we'd love to talk oh, to you. <laughs> you're, you're the guy that works with Lori, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and we got three conversations about three different bookstores and um, some common things that carried through them, but each one was was different. Each store had its own little things, each place. Uh, you know, so we were in, I was in towns that were separated by 30, 40, an hour, 30, 40 minutes, an uh-huh, hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it was fun. So the first one is in a town called Hendersonville. And for those of that of you that are listening, obviously for the first time to this, I have already heard all three interviews. Um, wanted to be prepared to ask a couple of questions that maybe our listeners would want to ask. And I'll do that on their behalf because I'm a spectator for this just like they are. So in Hendersonville is a store called Joy of Books. Um, I think what I'm going to do is have you say whatever you'd like to say. We'll play the video. I'll save my questions for the end so that it means a little something different to those who are listening to it for the first time. So is there anything you want to say before we play the recording of Joy Books? 
Um, this was my second time visiting Hendersonville. Um, the first time was just a, a, a brief kind of stop stopover. Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't stay there or anything like that. But it's a, it's a really nice town. It has this long, nice main street. Uh, very fun place to be. Um, you might have been to some cities where they have these uh, statues, some common theme that carries across the... Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, like Milwaukee has cows. And in know, Virginia, it was the watermen's boots. Okay. They were all over the place. Yeah. Uh, uh, each decorated in a different way. Uh -huh. uh, Hendersonville had bears, black, ah. black bears. Uh -huh. And there was one uh, called the Story Bear. I took a picture of, of the Story Bear. Yeah, we'll put that on Instagram for everyone to see. Yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, it was just a very, very pleasant place, very pleasant Main Street, and the joy of books was part of it. Okay. So, no further ado, let's play the episode, the episode, the recording from your interview with a employee at Joy Books. Okay, so you were talking about the original Joy. Right, Joy Books. And she gave up her, you know, pretty steady administrative job to do used books, and this is her second location. Um, she was here for about 13 years. She survived the COVID. And then some life changes uh, told her to sell. Um, the guy who bought the store moved here from Maryland. He managed a honey baked ham store for 30 years. Do you know where in Maryland? That's where I'm from. I should know where, um, but I don't. And so he came to town. What to do because of a school here brought them here. He applied for a goat farming job. And then he found out this was for sale. There was three other people trying to buy it from Joy, and she wanted to work with John. Wow. I mean, that's pretty nice that there was a little bit of competition for books, you know, in that time period. Yeah. Um, John has changed the inventory. She had CDs and, like, other stuff. So he's really just focused on books, and he's actually focusing on books for men. That's his really? real niche. Yeah. That, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that there aren't men readers, but um, you go around to events connected to books, uh, so many more women than, than men. There's one back home, there's an event that I go to every year, the, the library system there, but it's all called Day for Book Lovers. And um, I get to four five men in the room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of noticed that, too. He's like, yeah, that's there's plenty of stuff for women. And if you count the number of stores on Main Street and divide them up by gender, there are more stores for women. Yeah, this is, this is an amazing Main Street. I, I can't really think of anything place comparable that I've been to. Right. It's, just, it's a, a lot of stuff, a long strip. Yeah, yeah it's come a long way. They say, like, 20 years. So, so somebody was brave and, you know, made a move and, and people followed. They would race their cars up and down the main strip. So they had to put in the traffic calming things that you see now. Yeah, and that, that's nice too. It makes it um, very pedestrian friendly. I mean, you know, feel comfy walking up and down the street. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. So you say he focuses on men's books. Uh, what... 
what does that, what, I mean, I understand what it means, but what does that mean in terms of the folks you actually end up with here? Right. So we've got a lot of the classics that you see here, and like this whole section right here, like screws, this kind of stuff. Um, we have a really, we have a mystery. Big non, the nonfiction section is just growing, leaps and bounds, history, and all this stuff over here, like his brother. The owner's brother is a professional impersonator. He impersonates the Beatles and Elvis. And uh, so anyway, and uh, this is, we have a sci-fi section here. The guys. And some, of course, women too. Yeah, well that, that's something that's changed in, in recent years. Um, my big sci-fi years, you know, 70s probably, I don't know if I could have come up with a female writer from the time I was reading, but right? very common now. This guy, Asimov. Yeah, huge. Read a lot of his stuff. Yes, we get lots of oh Stephen King. We cannot keep Stephen King. Oh my gosh, the King people come in and they anything they see, they're like. That's funny. I've only I've only read two books of his, uh, not because I'm avoiding him or anything, just um, but uh, I read The Shining. Right. Writing. Yeah. Yeah, we had that. We had that. Someone bought it recently. We had it over in the writing section. Here we have, he has a whole Civil War section. Um, and the vintage books, of course. And this is this is really nice. This case, we get the first editions in there. So was Hendersonville significantly involved in the Civil War? Um, you know, it's more like Virginia. I mean, we had some stuff. Sure. Not as much. I don't think as much as like other places. Okay, there's a section on regional books. Those are uh, books about the region or written by regional authors? Right, regional authors. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have our $2 choice paperback suitcase that everyone loves. <laughs> okay, and this, we're actually looking at a suitcase with yeah. a bunch of books in it. Uh, says choice paperbacks two dollars and of course we have our homage to the godfather himself carl sandberg he was from here well he bought the sandberg home and wrote a lot of poetry from there in books and I then didn't know it. when he passed he gave it to the feds so we it's like a park now we go hiking there oh. and you can tour the house very interesting you should check it out i have to figure out my time i'm only here for a few days and like i said i'm trying to hit a lot of bookstores and breweries <laughs> the right place for all that well we don't we don't have any bookstores in Hendersonville. good for us <laughs> yeah posters guys love posters we have posters <laughs> think anything you would want people to know about joy books really feel that it's something i hope that is going to increase the value of the held book the tangible book and i think you know there are people that have been coming here for 12 years they come here every time they come through town it's like a, a little ritual you know and i just i think it's a special part of people's lives books are special you know yep. who doesn't love the sale of an old book and and we agree that's why one of our 
things we focus on is trying to uh, support independent bookstores. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, so that's the first interview, and my. I guess my first comment is, I love her accent. <laughs> I've always wished I was a Southern girl, and she's got the coolest accent. So um, I enjoyed hearing her, and her personality seemed a bit bubbly like me. <laughs> so um, it's unfortunate I didn't get to meet her, because I think she and I might have been friends. <laughs> She might have liked my accent. She might have liked your accent. Yeah, we don't think of it in those terms, do we? But we have an accent. We just don't. Just depends on where you are. Where you're from. Exactly. Well, I like hers much better than mine, whatever mine actually sounds like. You know, as I was listening to that, I was thinking um, it was kind of an abrupt beginning to that um, recording. Uh, she and I were already talking. And then somewhere along the way, I said, okay, let me start the recording. So I didn't really set that up very well. And the other thing that I should say is I'm not sure I ever got her name. Oh, really? She's the manager of the store, uh -huh. but I'm not sure I know what her name oh, is. Oh, well, that's a shame. Well, we're definitely going to have to figure that out. I mean, I imagine these folks that you talk to, you're going to let them know that the episode is now recorded from when you, um, met them and spent time with them. So uh, easy to Google it. I'm sure you can call the store and say, hey, who's that gal we interviewed? I want to let her know the episode's ready. Lori likes the way she talks. Lori likes her accent. I'm sure she'll get right on the phone. So um, I guess comments from me is the focus on books for men. I really, that, that got me because it's a conversation we've been having is where are the men, right? That you go to all these events here in our local area and there, it's always predominantly women. Uh, and, and I just, I don't know if that's a nationwide thing or it's just a regional thing for us, but the fact that this owner is, is a man and that he's wanting to focus on men's books, I think is a really cool, cool thing. Yeah, caught me by surprise. Did you get the sense of that walking into the store? Did it feel like a guy's man cave hangout as opposed to a place ladies would be? Did you get that different vibe or not? No, if she hadn't said that, I don't think it would have occurred to me. You wouldn't have known. Okay. Well, another thing for me is, and I probably should have started with this, is the name of the store, Joy of Books. Does that not sound like bookshelf bliss? <laughs> <laughs> I and, like the name of the shop. I like the lady's accent. <laughs> and and it's also, I think, fun that, you know, the original owner. Yeah. Or not the original, the owner. It, yes. Joy. Yes. So it's the yeah. joy, Play on joy words. of books. Absolutely. And the ownership part was interesting, too, that there were multiple people interested in purchasing the store and that she liked this one person um, as the successor more than the other options who knows what the other options were but as you said in the interview nice that there was a a choice to be had yeah and i also thought the idea of the town was interesting to me and this is not the only time this comes up because the other towns also seem to have the kind of vibe that i like small towns quaint shops friendly people it seemed like you hit an area that had all of that, and uh, regardless of where you went, they were welcoming and, and had 
you know, interest in talking. Yeah, and that reminds me, a thought I had was that you would have really enjoyed shopping along this strip. I will say that it's now on my list of possible vacation spots from hearing just the interviews alone. And then I've done a little research since then of each of the towns that you've been to. It's not impossible that Lori is going to find herself in that area for a vacation coming up here in the future at some point. Um, Carl Sandberg, was that a familiar name to you? Is this an author that you've read? You said you didn't know about the, the house tour there, but was that something that you were aware of? Oh, yeah. Okay, going Yeah, yeah Sandberg um, is, is a poet of some note, mm -hmm. but also uh, wrote a biography of Abraham Lincoln, which is probably... You know, if people were going to say five biographies of Lincoln, Sandberg's going to probably be there. Mm -hmm. Well, I did a little looking at that. I looked at the house tour, the house itself. I looked at Sandberg and his works. He had many, many, many. Um, and actually, if I can find it, I'll have to bring it up. He had a quote that I really liked. So I will get back to that later. I don't want to hold up the next part. So while I'm looking for the quote um, that I really liked of Sandberg's, maybe you want to set up the next episode or next recording, which was your interview at Sassafras in Black Mountain, North Carolina. It's called Sassafras on Sutton. And the reason for that is there are two Sassafras locations. You went to both. This was the first one that you went to. So the Black Mountain Sassafras, do you want to say anything about that before we play that recording? Yeah. Um, now, first, you know, going there, you know, I'm kind of, I'm a map person. And, you know, I've kind of gone along with the digital GPS kind of stuff, but I, I often miss looking at a map and having a sense of where I am and where I'm going. And going to Black Mountain actually messed me up because <laughs> I just made an assumption that it would be west of Asheville. It would be in the mountains. Mm. And it was actually east of Asheville. Okay. Now, I can remember I'm driving and I'm on 40 east. And I'm saying, why am I going east? This doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought, you know, without deeply thinking about it, this is one of these things where, you know, roads together for a while and you know it's this road north and this road east for a while or something something like that uh, it was only after i had been there and come back that i actually went and looked and figured out that it wasn't where i thought it was at all so i did a screenshot of the map of your travel thinking that might be good to post on instagram when we publish this episode and you, so Asheville's in the center, and you went east, west, and south. Yes. So the three towns that are on this um, this episode are those stops along the way. So, and it really looks almost straight line. <laughs> the towns, Asheville is the central point, and then everything else is a point beyond that. And the only one you didn't do was north, because we live north. <laughs> so I guess you decided not to go that direction. Yeah, and going east... 
and this was also, I, I, I messed up. I actually did a lot more traveling than I needed to. There's a place called Little Switzerland, mm. which is also east. But I went east and then back and then went east again. Oh, okay. And Little Switzerland is up on a mountain. You have to go up this road, winding back and forth and back and forth up, up the, the hill. And there's a, uh, a, a bookstore called... Um, Books and Beans, I believe it was called. Okay. And I got there, walked up to the front door as they were flipping the open sign mm. to closed. So I, I didn't go it get to go in. They didn't stay didn't open longer it. because you're Ted Zaleski? Oh. What is going on? We're, we're losing our, our charm here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. They <laughs> didn't. So I, I had a fairly long ride to go see this store, but not go go into it. Um, but I did go to Black Mountain, and uh, an interesting little place. It's not not like Hendersonville. It's not there's not as much there, but there's there's stuff there. Okay. And uh, I stopped in a brewery while I was there. You know, looked around a, a little bit, and one regret in Black Mountain. You know, when I was talking to the um, the manager there, you know, she told me about the Black Mountain Library, which mm -hmm. was just around the corner from where they were. And I fully intended uh, to go there. Mm -hmm. But when I left, I just forgot all about, forgot it, about and, it and and didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really wished I had remembered and, and made that stop. Yeah. I found the Carl Sandburg quote that I like so much. Nothing happens unless first we dream. That just stuck with me. I like that. I sort of subscribe to that way of thinking. So um, I enjoyed that. And it makes me want to read something of Sandberg because I have not. And he does, he has quite a few children's book titles. So maybe that will be on my to be read list. Yep. Okay. Sounds right. So how about the second recording of Sassafras on Sutton? North Carolina at another bookstore. Mm -hmm. Surprise, surprise. Uh, with me is the store manager. Can uh, you just tell us yeah, what, sure. your, what the store is and yeah. your name? Uh, my name is Kathleen. I am the manager at Sassafras on Sutton in Black Mountain, North Carolina. We are 18 in the basement of a historic building in downtown Black Mountain expanded in January of 2020. We put in stairs to expand upstairs. Um, so with this is the downstairs. Oh, okay. You are in, this is the original. Okay. So we have 3,000 square feet down here. Upstairs was Poppy's Popcorn, which is now like pretty widely known. Um, but our roof collapsed the December that we opened. So we opened in February. First week in December, we got a freak snowstorm for this area, and the roof just and there was nobody upstairs. They had to fix the roof. It took them until December of 2019 to fix it. And that's when we decided to expand upstairs and kind of spread our, our children's offerings up there, um, which, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen when 
the third week of January, we knocked the wolves down. My podcast partner is very big into children's books. So uh -huh. I have to make sure I oh, check yeah. that. Oh, yeah. It, it is a toy store up there. It is every grand's dream and nightmare at the <laughs> same time. Um, over 17,000 titles in here because uh, I buy all of the books for the store and I'd like to do things a little bit differently rather than go 20 copies of a few books I order one or two copies of a lot of books uh, so we have something for everybody regardless of your taste in literature or your political leanings uh, I like to try to accommodate um, everyone in the store we actually have a second location now uh, in Waynesville on Main Street, which opened in October of 2021. It is twice as big as us. Um, one floor is the bookstore and another floor is the toy store and gift shop. So it's yeah. a, a little bit of a different layout. I, I saw that store. Is that, if I'm heading west back to 81, I'd be yeah. heading more or less that way. Mm -hmm. So I, I could end up stopping. Lizzie manages just the bookstore portion over there, and she's doing a great job. Suzanne Bloomer uh, moved up here to open this in 2018, um, and then she moved to Waynesville in 2021, and now she lives there and runs that store, and then she opened a mercantile as well, so it's not a bookstore. Go back to your timeline for a yeah. second. Mm -hmm. You had the roof collapse in 19, you got mm -hmm. back in business. And then COVID hit. And then COVID, yeah. So we were closed for a handful of months between the roof collapse and um, being able to actually come back in the building. We weren't sure if it was going to be salvageable. There was a hole in the And then we had to close again in March. So uh, 2020 to 2021, May, was the first 12 consecutive months that we were open as a since we opened in February of 2018. So it has been an adventure to say the least, but we have a really great local community that stood by us through all of the craziness. We have lots of great tourists that come back every summer or every fall to come see the leaves change. So we have a pretty solid customer base um, that just keeps coming back and keeps us alive. So we're we're very blessed to have that. Yeah, we've heard more than one story about communities that kind of mm -hmm. uh, went together to protect their bookstore. A town is not time. a town without a bookstore. Yeah, unfortunately, we're finding not not only are we still finding stores, but we're finding starting to get more stores mm -hmm. again. It was it was pretty scary for a while. Yeah, we are definitely on the increase as far as stores opening obviously bookstores are closing sometimes as well um but there is a good good portion of new blood in the the bookstore game happening every year it's pretty great so how much of your business do you think is locals versus tourists Ooh, it depends on the time of year uh, for depends. sure um i would say between 60 and 70 percent tourists and you know 30 to 40 percent local business um but we also you know do some stuff with book clubs in the area a couple of the churches in the area we buy books for them so we have groups that come to us for their books rather than getting it from another source right. another thing we're running into a lot of um 
bookstores who are very involved in their communities. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, not just we're a store, come see yeah, us. Yeah. They're, they're out in the community. So, I mean, we have programs and donate to almost every school in the area. We have a couple different elementary schools, primary schools, Montessori, middle, high schools. Um, we are in the Friends of the Library, which is just right around the corner if you want to stop by there. It's, I would like Yeah, to. it's literally just take this street up and it kind of curves around and then it's just past the light. It's there on the left-hand side. Okay, yep, I'll do um, that. Yeah, so we, you know, we participate in Holly Jolly, which is our Christmas festival every year happens right in front of our door so we're a big part of that as well as the sourwood festival that just happened a few weeks ago it's our end of summer annual festival um, and it's it's a big deal we also do a christmas deck the trees um that is the whole town is involved and we decorate our trees thematically to match each other kind of like we put our own spin on it and um, those, all those donations, which are votes for us, uh, go to different charities throughout the town. So you talked a little bit about your book buying strategy, mm -hmm. that you like to go wider rather than mm -hmm. deeper. Um, is there anything that you think you particularly focus on here that um, is a, a place where people would say, oh, they're the ones that will have it? Um, I wouldn't say I focus on obscure stuff. We don't do used books, so I can get older titles, but having rare, hard-to-find books is not really kind of my uh, shtick. But I do like local authors. We focus a lot on regional, local authors. Um, a lot of it is customer recommendation. If I think something is going to be appealing to one person in particular that pops into my brain, I know there are more people that will be interested in that book. So I I try to, like I said, have a broad spectrum of, of any option. Um, I don't think I focus on anything in particular necessarily other than local fiction and nonfiction. Now I'm guessing as I'm listening, you probably have some uh, pretty steady customers who come to you regularly. I do. I have a I have a handful that we are on a first name basis and they have my personal cell phone number. <laughs> That's service. <laughs> well when when the roof collapsed, you know, we it was right before Christmas. We had people calling the store and couldn't get in touch with us. So I gave my personal cell phone number out to a handful of people and I was selling books out of the trunk of my car <laughs> books and toys out of the trunk of my car for Christmas yeah, sometimes you do what you need to yeah, do to keep and, it going. and it was more about helping the community because they wanted this thing for their grandchild or for their husband uh, rather than trying to make a profit off of it I mean I was coming in here with a flashlight and there was a red sign on the door that I wasn't supposed to be in here <laughs> and well, just impressive yeah <laughs> All right, so I, I know I'm interrupting you in the middle of the Oh, you're the day. fine, you're fine. Um, what else would you want people to know about your story? Um, it is a safe haven for everyone. We have an annual festival every year as well that we host. It's a Harry Potter Day festival. Um, we celebrate his birthday right around the 31st of July. And we have a full day of events. We were featured in Our State Magazine this year, um, and that was feature. We have costume contest and trivia, and it's for kids of all ages. We had multiple 
family units, parents and children, all dressed up this year. It's been a, a really wonderful experience for the times we've done it because we didn't do it in 2020 right. but it's a really great uh experience to be able to build that event and have that as kind of my baby um you have to dress up oh yeah yes uh this year i was professor umbridge last year i was rita skeeter um and i like a little bit darker as far as the characters go every year and then i got called out this year for being too nice plan is going to work. <laughs> and Skeeter are not likable. I was holding a baby and uh, someone called me out for that. And rightfully so. They should have. I was out of character. Definitely. We were talking a little bit about some of the stores I've gone to. Mm -hmm. You know, in a wider area, of course, you want people to come to yeah. you. But are there other stores that you would particularly recommend to people? Um, I mean... If you're going like to Greenville, M. Judson is like a no-brainer. They have oh, it is. This time that I went there, I didn't actually go there. I was just walking past, and they were closed. And I was with my girlfriends on a girls' weekend, and I was just staring <laughs> in, in the window. It's it's so beautiful. Um, Park Road Books in Charlotte has always been that's where I grew up. Um, so I went to middle school right down the road and I shopped there often um, so I have a, a soft spot for them as well but I would just recommend that anywhere you travel try to find a bookstore try to find a small indie try to support them if you can I buy generally when I go to a new city I find a local bookstore and I buy a book about local ghost stories or folklore that's my collection that I have going um, would be my recommendation beyond any bookstore that I am partial to to encourage everybody to just try to find one wherever they go. Sounds good and <laughs> certainly we're in favor of that too. Well, thank you very much course, for yeah. talking to us and um, hope we'll hear more about you. Yeah, me too. Okay, so that was a longer interview. Uh, I have maybe more impressions because of the length. First thing, you got her name this time. That was Kathleen. Kathleen's voice reminds me a little bit of Monica's voice. I don't know if you picked up on that. It's something in the inflection of her voice, so you'll have to listen back and see if you pick up on it. You know Monica's voice much better than I do. And for those of you who don't know, Monica is Ted's daughter, who has been on our show two times. So um, just an observation on my part. I liked that she said that a town is not a town without a bookstore. And also she mentioned about, you know, support local independent bookstores. Clearly, that's what we are all about. So she is a kindred spirit and obviously a book person herself. And the other thing, did you pick up on that there was music playing in the store? I, I guess I kind of heard it, but I didn't really think about it. Okay. So the first uh, interview, there was no music. I don't remember about the third, but the whole time we were just listening to the second um, interview, I was hearing the songs. Like the very last song was Tainted Love, which is a great song. So I think I've mentioned this in an episode before that what makes a bookstore, one of the things I really like is music and lighting. 
And I don't know the lighting in the store. I wasn't there, but I was enjoying the music. And as you interviewed her, it was really cool to, to hear that. So you'll have to listen back now that you're the person who did this with a different set of ears. One, to see if Kathleen's voice reminds you at all of Monica's. And two, that there's music playing in the background. Uh, we'll do that. So I other observations from me. Um, you have to tell me a little bit about the children's section. Because she said this is every grandparent's dream and nightmare. What did you think of the kids' book area? Oh, it was great. Uh, you go, up, go upstairs from where we were sitting to do our interview. Yes. And um, the whole floor is a toy store and kids' bookstore. Mm -hmm. um, probably more toys than, than, than books. Than books. Mm -hmm. But then there was one section that was was books okay and um a nice setup and you know easy to see kids uh running up the steps you know wanting to get up to you know their part of the store yeah because she said they started in the basement and then expanded had to add steps to it and they had some trials and tribulations you know the roof collapsing and covid happening and um, I'm glad to hear them doing well after sort of a rocky start to, to get things going. And it all is about the community support, isn't it? That you just have to have a dedicated group of people who are wanting to support your store. And, um, you know, the town's not a town without a bookstore. Clearly, they believe that they're in Black Mountain. And their events, too, also appealed to me that like some of the other small towns that we've been visiting um, since we started the show, those local events really do help keep a bookstore going. Because if you've got, you know, six, eight times a year where you've got a tourist following coming to your town, it, it really does help get your bookstore a following of people. Yeah. And like she said, at some point, you know, a lot of their business is tourists, mm -hmm. but clearly they're very embedded in the community too. They're not just a store that happens to be there. They're part of the community. Yeah. And I think too, we're learning in some of these, you know, additional conversations with owners and booksellers and managers that they go above and beyond to meet the need of the customer. You know, she said about some of them have her a personal cell phone number, they're on a first name basis, and that she was selling books out of the trunk of her car just to get uh, the need met during difficult times where it was hard to do so. And going into the store when she wasn't supposed to be in there. Yeah, exactly. Breaking the rules for, for the love of books. I love it. Okay, so our last um, interview that you recorded is at the other Sassafras. That is the one in Waynesville. So is there anything you want to say before we play this uh, final recording? Uh, probably, probably not a lot. You know, so the the two stores are owned by the same person, um, different towns, different setups, although uh, Sassafras on Main in Waynesville also has a floor to children. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Said the adult child in the room. <laughs> it, it's bigger. Uh, there's just more, more to it, but uh, I think a similar sort of feel to the places. Okay. Anything else before I play that last recording? Yeah, go for it. Okay. 
So here is Sassafras Waynesville. Right, I'm here at Sassafras on Waynesville, North Carolina. Uh, yesterday, I was at Sassafras on Sutton in Black Mountain, North Carolina. Found out about the sister bookstore here, uh, the second of the, the two, and newer and, and larger, and showed us some similarities and some differences. But uh, we'll talk a little bit with Erin, who works here at, um, at Sassafras, and see what we can find out. I want to just start out saying a little bit about yourself and your connection to the store? Sure. Uh, my name is Erin. I'm the manager here at Sassafras. I've um, been working here for a little over a year now. Love it. It's great. Um, of course, we have a top floor that is all books, games, not books, sorry. It's games, puzzles, and toys, and our lower level is a full bookstore, all ages, all genres. It's 9,000 square feet all together, and... It's a good place to come and visit and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> so, talking to Kathleen yesterday, said a big part of their business is, is tourists. Yes. Uh, is Waynesville a big tourist location too? It's getting there. Yeah. It's it's growing and it's getting there. Um, we do have a. It's about seventy thirty. So it's about thirty percent new people. Excuse me. Seventy percent tourists. Um, so it's it's growing. It's definitely growing in the tourist section, especially during the fall. Um, once October hits and the leaves start changing, you know we start getting those fall festivals and stuff, and that's when we get a lot more tourists. So yeah. So you're responsible for everything, the toys and all, and and. Right. We do have a bookstore manager, Lizzie, who is she's fantastic. She does all the ordering of the books. She knows knows it like the back of her hand along with my other ladies that work down here too so i do take care of like the top floor more but i do know what's going on down here too so and i love to read too so so how, how long has this store been here almost two years um it'll be two years in october and the store is right on the main street yeah. in, uh, it's like a very a very nice main street uh, stores a lot of people out there Hallmark Town. That's what we call it because they just they go all out for the holidays, which is great. And just there's always little events happening, so it's a little Hallmark Town. Everyone knows everybody, and it's great. Okay, so this is, you, this is all new books you have no used, right? Correct, all new books. And um, you know, stores vary in what they try and stock and how they go about buying their books. You know, what, yeah. can you talk a little bit about what this store is like? Um, this store, of course, you know, it's all new books. Um, we do have different sections for different genres. Um, usually we try and get, you know, a little bit of everything, books that have been out for a while. We do have a classic section, of course, and then, of course, we have books that are brand new and, you know, we have a new book table, too, because um, everyone's tastes are different, so, and then you kind of just see, like, of course, we get reports of what sells the best, and you know some books sell better here than they do in our Black Mountain store because it just depends on the genre and everybody shopping. So, yeah. Now my it's very big on children's books. What's your children's book section like here? 
Oh, it's great. We have um, up this little ramp. I know you guys can't see it, but we have like a little ramp, and up there we have a middle grade section, and then we have a baby section or baby books and learning to read books, and that does very well. You know, we have our, of course, our parents, our new parents that come in and buy the books. We have everything from little blue truck to golden books to you know, Magic Tree House books. So we have a little bit of everything in there. Wonderful. I have to make sure I stop in there. Any books, type of books that you think are kind of the, the biggest part of what you do? Um, our biggest section is actually right behind our fantasy section. I feel like fantasy is like kind of coming back up, especially during COVID. You know, people like decided to they wanted to escape and the only way they could do it was reading reading became really big again books became really big again and i felt like the way that happened was through fantasy and even sci-fi that happened a lot i felt like that like really upped it a lot yeah it's something we've talked about on other episodes a lot of different things uh, but if i had to category has the largest percentage and for me it's actually fantasy yeah, i'm a fantasy i love fantasy and sitting here uh, <laughs> i'm looking at the shelves and a number of books that i have am aware of oh yes you know a couple catching my eye here which i haven't i've read one or two but i haven't read everything that's come out this big retellings oh yes definitely I know that's what um, my husband's into the mythology stuff, so he reads a lot of those and love those. I love more, you know, romance, of course. So you gotta get that love interest in there. <laughs> so, what 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 are a couple books or authors that you really like? Um, one book that, of course, like because it's really big right now, but it kind of got me out of my reading slump was the Court of Thorn and Roses. Um, it was actually. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but there was just a hard time in life, and those kind of got me out of my slump and kind of were comfort books in a weird way. So those are good ones. It's uh, Sarah Moss, who has been getting attention lately. Uh, <laughs> people trying to ban books, keep books out of libraries, and uh, a lot of her books are showing up on lists of ones getting attention. Oh, yes. We actually do have like a little mini banned bookshelf, and one of her books is on there, which is crazy. That's good. Another thing uh, Lori and I have talked about is um, bookstores with uh, banned book tables, which we see. See, the first time I can recall seeing a banned bookshelf. Yeah. We have uh, seven, 12, 15. 18 books with some other little odds and ends of things. Fahrenheit uh, 451, um, 1984, The Handmaid's Tale. An interesting thing. We're not going to get into it today. No. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, they're, I don't know. Comes and goes, I guess, but uh, kind of in the coming part. Yes. Um, anything else that you'd like people to know about your store? Um, I mean, we're open all year. We, our staff, we, our staff is great. They're friendly. We, you know, pride ourselves in customer service, 
and knowing our products, you know, the good thing is, is, you know, we kind of have people in sections, our store section out. So of course we have our bookstore ladies, I have Joy who runs Baby and they just know it like the back of their hands. So everyone's really great to talk to and personable and love them. So you've mentioned some other people I could talk to. Do you want to yeah. just walk with a record as we go and you yeah, can sure. Let's get a few more people in the mix? Sure. I guess you can kind of describe what we're walking past if you... Yeah, we're walking past right now. This is our um, little table, holiday table, for kid books and some also some like bookish themed items for the holidays, some cups and mugs. It's only August. Well, when you live up in the mountains, <laughs> it's never too early. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And this is Terry. This Hi. is one of my bookstore workers. Nice to meet you. Hi. I'm Ted. We have a, a part of a book, um, a podcast called Two Sides to the Story. And independent bookstores is a big part of what we do. Wonderful. Yeah, so we're just walking around, just getting some interviews. And so, so Terry works um, Fridays and Saturdays down here in the bookstore. So and Lizzie's here during the week. She's the manager. I'm sorry she's not here today. Yeah. Actually, I was talking to Kathleen at in Black Mountain. Black Mountain. She told told me about Lizzie, but also said she won't be there tomorrow. No. <laughs> I give her I give her a couple days off, and I'm retired and and uh, am here because I just love books. So and she's great at it. We find that a lot. People in bookstores tend to be people who like books. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love it because we're all into different books. She loves her murder mysteries and. Um, and my spiritual stuff. And her spiritual books. Yeah. She's a retired minister, so she does go towards that item, too. Thank you. What's the best thing you've read lately? I just finished uh, Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society. Did you watch the movie? I, I saw the movie a while ago. Uh, I was in another independent bookstore not too long ago and um, caught my eye and... Oh, it's better than the movie. Well, and books are always better than I, the movie. I agree. I will say I've seen that movie four times, and that was one of my favorite books when it came out. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed I enjoyed it very much. Um, I knew kind of what to expect from the movie, but um, still good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, actually, I was looking to see if there was a sequel, and found out she said not only is there not a sequel, but there never will be a sequel, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah. I would have liked to see that story keep going. I never read that book, but I did watch the movie. But it is on my TBR. TV yeah, I understand that yeah. list. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we also carry, you know, so we have book bookish themed stuff. We have wonderful clipboards. So this uh, is horror, and of course we have yikes on it. <laughs> so these clipboards have uh, Scrabble tiles uh, spelling out something. So, like she said, horror has yikes. And Just the facts. And then mystery, suspense, who done it? So we try to keep it organized. Things alphabetical. We do have, you know, spiritual section. Then um, Christian fiction. 
and we also have self-help books and parenting books. So we have a little bit of everything. Like I said, it's all ages, all genres. So, yeah. And we can always order books, too. If there's a book that somebody's looking for, we can always order it for them, special order it. Um, and then call them up and let them know, too. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for talking, and thanks for yeah. the tour. No problem. I'm glad I got a chance to, to stop here. And um, so, again, we're at um, Sassafras on Maine in Waynesville, North Carolina. Did you notice the music this time? Yes. Well, did and it I have noticed. anything to do with me singing a song while it was playing? Yes. <laughs> Cupid, drop back your bow. <laughs> I can't believe I just sang on the show. <laughs> Of course, uh, you listening couldn't see it, but she was not just singing. I was dancing. She was too. kind of uh, moving to the music. It's what I do, especially in the kitchen. You cook and you dance and you sing along. It's just the way it goes. So, um, okay, observations on my part, besides that there was music playing in the background. I really liked the part that she said about the fantasy section, um, one that I know that appeals to you, that's your favorite genre, if you had to pick one. We would never make you pick. I'm never going to make you, you know, pick. What was the question you asked me? If I, if my house was burning down, what book would I, oh, that's just tragic. I can't even think about that. But fantasy is your favorite and you're in the fantasy section and looking at the titles. And she made the comment about during COVID that people really found books as a great escape that you're stuck at home and you can't do all the things that you usually do and live life the way that you normally have. And books kind of rebounded at that time for that reason. And it's, you know, how I like alliteration, right? So three things that to me, I heard of being big during COVID. Bicycles. Everybody was buying bicycles as a way to get exercise because you couldn't go to the gym reading books. As she said, it was a form of escape. And the third, do you know what it is? Starts with a B? Bread. Everybody was making bread during COVID. Yeah. So those are the three things and they all start with B, which just tickles me, that books, bicycles, and bread were all big uh, during COVID. So um, another observation, just when she said, you mentioned that Sassafras on Maine in Waynesville was bigger than Sassafras on Sutton and Black Mountain. And I don't know the size of the Black Mountain store, but she just told us in this episode that it was 9,000 square feet. That's a pretty big bookstore. Now, I know it's two floors. It's the up and the down, and the up is concentrated on more of a toy store than a bookstore. But did it feel big? I'm picture what did, what did it look like? Tall ceilings? Is it a warehouse? What's the space look like? Oh well, um, it, it went into an existing building on the main street. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't a standalone kind of thing that was created for for this. Um, I, I, it did feel big, I, I, I think. Um, uh, just it's 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 hard trying to remember back exactly what it looked like though. Well, we can find some pictures. You took a few, I believe, and then online you can always find additional ones. I just I like to get a sense of the space since I didn't get to see it for myself. So I'll I'll take a look at that. 
And then I get a feel for the town because she called it a little Hallmark town. Everybody knows everybody. And it had that kind of feel to it, which is I enjoy that. So I'll definitely be looking at some more pictures of, of all three places that you went to. Um, and just as a reminder to everyone listening is that we this was a two-part show because Ted had enough recordings and went to enough places that we broke it into two pieces. So this is Ted's Excellent Adventure Part 2. And Part 1 was focused on Asheville, and that is um, already been recorded and already published. So by the time you see this one, you can hear that one if, if you are interested enough to uh, listen to them both. And as Ted said, we have many other episodes um, that came before this. Some are good book hunting. Some are what we call shelf awareness, um, what your reading style is. We've met some amazing book people that have been featured in our episodes. And yes, we also talk about the books that we are reading and the books that we've bought along the way. So any final takeaways from your Asheville trip? Because this is the end of um, part two, and there isn't a part three for Asheville. So anything else you want to tell our listeners about your trip? Yeah, I went down there without any big plan. I knew I wanted to go to Malaprops. Um, and I guess kind of a little bit in my mind was Battery Park, and Champagne Bar, although I wouldn't have remembered that that was actually the name. After that, this all kind of just unfolded as I was there. I found places, went to visit, and um, yeah, just all turned out being a good time. We've had a show titled Book Dominoes, I believe, and this was a bookstore domino that one led you to the next that led you to the next and it sounds like a fun trip. Thank you for sharing it with us. I hope our listeners enjoy it as much as I enjoyed learning about it from you and uh, that you enjoyed, of course, being the one being there and meeting all the people. We have lots of episodes coming up. I can't even begin to tell you all the fun that is on the way. There are more good book hunting trips that have already happened that we need to record. There are some big events coming for us um, as we wrap up season one and head into season two. We've been at this for almost a year and so many things are going on and that we have planned that I feel like season two is already full. <laughs> um, definitely having to make some decisions about what comes next and what gets our attention. So um, I hope you've enjoyed listening and enjoy your reading.